Welcome to Breaking Bread. Welcome to Fellowship in the Word with Minister Daniel Abola. Here is where you receive insights about God's Word that will stir you to action. Be blessed. I will just have you know that there are particular things that we won't truly understand until we grasp the weightiness of those things. You just need to understand how much these things truly mean and how much effect they can have in the lives of of people in your own life hallelujah and this this i'm about to do it's an introduction to a new series that i'm going to be taking or handling temples and um, something that I've noticed about certain spiritual realities and why it just seems like some particular um, realities, so to speak, and we find that it's, it's not so consistent. We struggle with some things and it's because of the mind. You see, the mind has a very key to play when it comes to walking in our realities as believers and which is why scripture lets uh, lets us understand that we need to renew our minds so it, it could be that you you know these things but your mind hasn't fully grasped the essence of it it hasn't really dawned on you yet I don't know if you've um, ever been in this particular situation that you didn't get something until you were sitting in your living room and it was like it just hit you. It's the same thing that happens when it when it comes to walking in um, spiritual realities. It is that you we don't. Uh, uh, it takes a, a while for our mind to catch up, to really understand what is being said or what is going on. Paul in 1 Corinthians 14, talking about prayer, he highlights something very important about prayer. He says that when we pray in unknown tongues, our spirit prays, but our mind is also full. So that's kind of like the issue we have in prayer, right? that when we pray we don't understand at first we don't first understand what is going on do you understand what do you get what i'm saying so it just takes a while of you focusing and with time things get rubbed things get impressed in your mind and that's how we catch it that's how we know what's going on so it's the same thing with certain spiritual realities that you don't get it until you get it which is why we have to keep renewing our minds and we are talking about temples and it's one particular um, area which we've not really some have not really grasped the weightiness of it so when I say that um, do you know when I asked 
I need you to ask yourself, do I really know? Not that do I really know, because we all know. Do I really understand the implication of this? Do I live with this um, mentality? Do I carry this ideology? Do I sleep and wake up with it? Is it has it become second nature? Do I respond to situations with this? That God dwells inside of a man. It's it's very huge. I mean, it's really huge that God dwells inside of a man, dwells inside of a believer. That just by believing and receiving, God dwells inside of you by His Spirit. Hallelujah. And this changes so much. It affects so much, much more than we think it does. Hallelujah. And I want us to go to First Peter, First Peter two, which is the which will be the anchor scripture for this series. First Peter chapter two, from verses four to five, or perhaps I'll just read from verse two. And he says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, through whom coming as unto living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I don't know if you really followed. And while we are talking about temples, the simple meaning of a temple is a place where worship is offered. A place where worship is offered. And in scripture, if you check scripture, the way a believer was referred to as a temple is not different from this definition it's the same a place where worship is offered so you need to begin to see yourself in that light you've i mean we've all grown up with the idea that we are people we are we are persons so to speak we know our biology, our physiology, but scripture is telling us now that we have become temples, a place where worship is offered. And for the sake of this introduction, I will just talk about what purpose does a temple serve? does being a temple serve hallelujah and I, I want us to go back to first that same first Peter that we read first Peter 2 4 to 5 from verse 5 it says ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ so Peter calls us 
lively stones another trans translation puts it as living stones in fact i want us to read nlt nlt puts it a little better it says and now god is building you as living stones into his spiritual temple what's more you are god's holy priests who offer the spiritual sacrifices that please him because of jesus christ so this this takes um, us back to the book of matthew where jesus christ um asked his disciples who do men say that i am and peter gave the very right answer and jesus christ said unto him says you are you are peter and upon this rock i will build my church i just want you to follow me i'm just trying to piece everything together so paul paul lets us understand in first corinthians chapter 3 he was speaking to the corinthians addressing a particular issue and he says something that really caught my attention he says know ye not that you are the temple of god and the spirit of god dwells in you so if you read if you are very if you're a student of um, corinthians you will see that paul mentioned this particular statement he mentioned it twice mentioned it in first corinthians 3 and he mentioned it in first corinthians 6 but the way he used it the context is different and the way he used it was different now my point is this that the primary purpose of being a temple is not for is not for um what's it called it's not for purity sakes. I know, I know it's, it's sounding like a contradiction, but follow me. It's not first for purity sakes. The main purpose is for service and edification. What I mean is this, that there is um, a reason and then there is a response. What I want us to look at first the reason and that's what peter spoke about in first peter 2 that we just read that's the reason and paul here again is talking about it in first corinthians 3 he says um know ye not that you are the temple of god he was first addressing an issue here he says according to the grace of god which is given unto me as a wise master builder I have laid the foundation the foundation which is Christ and another buildeth thereon but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon for no, for no other foundation can any man lay which is already laid which is Jesus Christ now if any man build upon this foundation gold silver precious stones wood hay stubble every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is if any man's work abide which he had built thereupon he shall receive a reward now just to give a little context he was talking about he was addressing the issue he was addressing was divisions 
so some particular people um, claimed that oh i am of paul some people said i am of peter some people said i am of apollos some people even said i am of christ and paul here was addressing he was he was saying is there is christ divided it was the main issue he was addressing was division he said is christ divided that was why he gave this analogy he says as a wise master builder i have laid the foundation and now another person builds on me now the context in which he made this statement know ye not that you are the temple of god and that the spirit of god dwells in you he was talking about the whole church generally he was saying that all of you the church this particular church you all are the temple of god and it's the same thing peter said in first peter 2 that we read it says you as lively stones you are being built up as a spiritual temple unto god hallelujah now i want us to look at first corinthians 6 i want us to see the context that paul used it now here he was talking about um he was talking about sexual sins and the way he used it here verses 19 he says what know ye not that your body is the temple of the holy ghost which is in you so in the first he was talking he was talking about the church collectively as a temple but here he talks about an individual's body do you get what i'm saying that's the contrast he oh of course he was talking about being a temple in both cases but they, are, they were actually different it's not the same do you understand what i'm saying so the purpose of being the main purpose of being in a temple or that god called us the main reason god called us temples is for service and for edification unto god and unto ourselves now purity in sense in the sense in which paul was talking about in first corinthians 6 he says from verse 16 he says know ye not that he which is joined unto an harlot is one body for two saith he shall be one flesh but he that is joined unto the lord is one spirit it says flee fornication every sin that a man doeth is without the body but he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body hallelujah are you following so the latter is a response oh god lives in me god god is um i am once i am now one spirit with the lord therefore i will keep myself it's a response it's not a reason are you following it's a response it's not a reason so there is the reason and then there are responses which is what we are going to be looking at generally in this series reasons and responses and the this is where the issue is that some don't know the reason 
and some also do not respond some don't know the reason and some do not respond look there must always be a response i'm not i'm not taking i'm not trying to um bring i'm not trying to diminish the um reason or the necessity of a response i'm just saying that one is primary and one is secondary but there must always be a response when it comes to the finished works of christ there must always be a response except that person is still dead but if you have been quickened there must always be a response if you are alive in christ there must always be a response one of the signs that you you know that a human being is alive is irritability that that person responds to his or her environment do you understand and this is more salient this should be of more value to you so that you'll be able to treat it as such that god lives in me your response should be different what i mean is this um i'll give this example it's not it's not uh, the, the most perfect example but it's an example still i remember last year i bought two new shoes and each time i wear these shoes out when i come back i will clean these shoes and you know make everything look nice good as new as it was and then i would put it back in the box in the carton and i did this because of the way i valued it there was just this particular preference i had for this thing because it was new it was special i liked the style so i would treat it as such and that's the kind of response we should have hallelujah because it is secondary does not mean it's not important to god god is not god is not casual with anything like i said we need to understand the weightiness of these things hallelujah hallelujah so it is first for service and for edification and this is one this is going to be the first thing that we are going to talk about service and edification we are a temple collectively and we were chosen by god for service hallelujah for service to him if you go back to first peter first peter 2 it says as you also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to god that's the reason we are temples collectively that is why god did not make us temples because of our consecration that's that's not the main reason because the real reason is that he wants us to offer up spiritual sacrifices hallelujah I don't want to go into much detail. That's why I'm beating around this particular point. Hallelujah. And that's the first reason. The second reason 
or the second picture is one of unity hallelujah if you understand um, emphasis in bible interpretation it is that what what keeps on coming or um, if there is a particular scripture that you see more than twice it's an emphasis so when you see a scripture like the just shall live by faith which is in which is in the bible which appears in the bible about four times you know that's an emphasis in scripture do you understand so this particular one that we are temples as a picture of unity peter mentioned it Paul mentioned it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and he mentioned it in Ephesians chapter 2. I want us to check Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. We read from verses 12. It says that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise having no hope and without god in the world but now in christ jesus ye who sometimes were far off are midnight by the blood of christ for he is our peace who had made both one and had broken down the middle wall of partition between us having abolished in his flesh the enmity even the law of commandments contained in the ordinances to making himself of twain one new man so making peace and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners. Talking to the Gentiles now, he's saying that there is no more there is no more division between the Jews and the Gentiles. This is what Christ did. He took away that uh, middle wall of partition. After having having slain the enmity, it says we are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. We see him mention this again. So this particular um, point was always brought up when um, unity was being spoken of. It says, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. So it's a picture of unity. Hallelujah. The, um, the same first Peter that we read, we see that Peter wrote this particular letter unto strangers, unto the believers that were scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Benitia. He wrote this letter to believers that were scattered abroad. And he he cited this as an example that though you guys though you guys may speak different languages though you though you guys may have um slightly different cultures when you come together you come as lively stones unto 
and you, you come together as a spiritual temple unto God. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 3, he was talking about, he says, there, there is envying and strife and divisions among you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I really want you to follow this series. We're going to be talking about a lot. But this is just an introduction. And I, I want us to understand that there is the reason and then there are responses. And this is basically what the teachings are going to be centered around. The reasons and the responses. Those two must go hand in hand. Hallelujah. Alright, so stay tuned um don't miss don't miss breaking bread and yes this is this i know this is a, a late it's a late um episode it should have come out on sunday but technical issues so many technical issues but we will show you